Welcome to Nightly News. Hi, this is Miss Bradley. I just wanted to personally thank Jason Prath for giving his time to have the discussion with Haley and to be a contributor to her Real Feminism podcast. Uh, just a little disclaimer, there's a little bit of language, but I think you'll really enjoy the authentic conversation between the two. Also, the volume is a little low, so turn your headphones up after I finish all the way, and you'll be able to hear everything they have to say. Hope you enjoy. There's a lot of them. I have a whole section on my website uh, quite on this. So, like, a lot of them, uh, I think Elizabeth Warren is, is pretty admirable. Like, uh, she's, she's got some issues, but, mm-hmm. like, she's, she's so on the ball with, like, policy proposals that it's just ridiculous. She just does it better than anybody in the White House. Um, I always enjoy her when she comes on. Nancy Pelosi. Uh, yeah, she's super she's rad, really right? Cool. She's really cool. She's, like, super the cool, cool, like, great aunt who always wants to, like, make shit happen. Um, but I love looking at uh, people sort of around the world uh, doing all sorts of different things. I think um, uh, Kenyon Whistleblower named Philip Amido, who I think is amazing uh, in Kenya, is, is the world's longest tenured striker. Uh, uh, like, she won like 28 percent only, so like she just earned it at like an impressive clip. Um, there's a lot of people you don't hear about like in, in mainstream media that I think are making a couple more, but those two definitely are. Specifically, um, I know pretty well. That's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you get to go places. You get to go to good old Jello or Modelo or whatever you want to 
Is this a Momozella? This is a Momozella. I'm learning so much today. Come on, Macy. You can learn. Is there a Zella too? Of course there is. How could there not be? We have about three buses a day during the summer for the old people. They love to just dumb it down. I love it. Welcome to the Sunday Making Podcast where we're talking about Zella. Zella. Yeah. In terms of how long and impact my life, it's definitely people I admire. It's something that I think a lot of people that I've been really close to, a lot of my close friends, partners I've had over the years and whatnot, it's stuff that I can share with them to sort of get them to entertain more themselves. Like I see, like my my best friend from high school, Sarah. Like I I saw her because I grew up in Kentucky. Like you know, I have a lot of family from Kentucky. I just say it. You know what's up. You know what's up. I'm so sorry. I made it out. It's fine. You did. I'm proud. Yeah. But she, I saw her sort of like, like, like containing herself and sort of not not going as far as she could and being able to share some of these stories with her. It's like, hey, I really think you'd like this uh, by our family. And they're like, oh, let me tell you a crazy story I just read about. And people would latch on to it. And it, it, the fact that it, A, helped them to unlearn themselves and B, uh, so this is, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here. Um, This is, I occasionally get guys to come up to me and signaling and how I'm going to sort of introduce this and talk about it more and sort of open up their mind. My my rejoinder to them is that um, what this has given me more than anything is that it has allowed me to really know the most important people in my life in a way that I would never, they would never have been aware of unless someone else previously. So like you see in their shoes and not their eyes. More, more than that, it's more that in talking about this sort of thing in a public, very public facing way, it it showed them that it, I'm someone that would be able to understand stuff that they hadn't told anybody. Mm-hmm. There's people that I have known longer than I have. Like I, I passed the halfway point in my life where, you know, uh, we've known each other forever. Um, would tell me about the sexual assaults they've had. Like I became a, a I became like a vault in my family to just and these are uh, parts of their lives that it's not that they didn't trust me. It's not that I wasn't their friend, but it was I I hadn't shown to them that I'd, I'd be able to show up and really understand that. And the thought that I could have gone my entire life and not talked to any of the people that I loved and loved talking to. And so whenever anybody comes at me with the whole, like, this is virtue signaling thing, I'm like, look, the more you scream and shout about virtue signaling and not people in your life who could really use you at some point or another will shut down and not and feel like they're not safe around you and that you will be a stranger to the people you love. Yeah, it just opens and moves a lot of conversation and opens up the people to come too. Hmm. Yeah. You're like so like, oh really? Oh like well, well of course cool. it does. I mean I, I live in my kitchen. I don't know these things. I don't talk like, to no, people. Like no for real. It, <laughs> I like you have boys of this village talking about these women Yeah, Besides, like, to prom. The Sarah like, Biffin Like, Jesus question. Christ. I was, he, I was like, Tony? <laughs> Tony? And He's then he Sarah asked Biffin. about Darth Maul, and I was like, Jesus. And, like, I was, sh- like, seeing it, I was absolutely, like, shocked that these boys were so 
household and manner with like this writing and these these cues that these women have been giving them their whole lives and they're like it clicked and they're like wow i can see this in my mom and i was like of course you can see it in your mom because that is your mom hundreds and hundreds of generations ago that is your mom you were just one story from your soul all the time it's it's always that it's your sister it's your cousin it's your aunt it's your grandma and i was excited that they were able to talk to the biweekly teacher who is the greatest and miss bradley she's like you're a woman i love her (laughs) she she got me started on this like wanting to do this and i brought it up and she was like hell yeah and i was like i'm excited and she's so always about it and she I love it. I'm like, she's so great. <laughs> and she used to bring me on to, like, work on this book that was, like, in eighth grade called The Miss Black Stars. Nice. My weekly mm-hmm. class, basically. And she and I were, like, doing this. It's so fun. And I, I love it. And, like, being a third grade book. And speaking on that, what do you think are some of these key characteristics that these women have that make that book so powerful? Um, so here's the thing that I look for in, in the stories that I tell. And I think this is the answer to Sadie's question. Um, there's a lot of people that are, are people are like, why didn't you pick this person or that person or the other? Like, a lot of them have to do, like, say, is it Sinceros or, uh, <laughs> well, their stories, like, what I look for is that they have to have agency, personality, and conflict. Um, without any agency, it's a sad story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's certainly no place for sad. Without any uh, personality, uh, y- there's nothing to latch onto. Without any conflict, it's just like everything is like, oh, there's a wolf this person. They're not, it's not a story. Like, I'm looking for stuff that, like, is within a movie, essentially. So the, the, the key characteristic that is, is common to all the people that I cover is that they're up against something. They may not win, uh, necessarily. A lot, of, a lot of people don't. Some of them do. Um, but they just keep at it and just, like, it's beating of a wave at the wall. Like, it is, like, it's constant. So um, I will, I will couch this by saying that I think Disney's doing remarkably well. Moana I think was great. Moana was great. Like what I talked about earlier, like the the moment that I, I kind of gave was I feel like I really needed to leave Disney was like I really wanted my kid to be deeper than they was mm-hmm. too, which would have made a whole lot more sense. My kids have three and two, and they're like, well, it's a boys' movie and whatever. And like Moana, 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 Moana starts with. Oh yeah, she's gonna be chief, and everybody's just like accept like, it. Yep. And like, that wouldn't have that that would have been so many arguments at uh, at DreamWorks under that that uh, uh, regime where people were lined up. And this is no offense to like DreamWorks or Disney. Please don't hurt me. No, no, no. no. Like, child. Uh, <laughs> every, everything is. Uh, it changes every couple of years, and it's a lot of people making it mm-hmm. uh, for various reasons. Uh, I don't mean any. Disney and a little bit still to say um, the flaws that they give their heroines are very surface level um, where okay Anna is just kind of clumsy and Drift Dash is the man okay <laughs> right a lot, a lot of people do but like, <laughs> like uh, Elsa is the, f- 
the first one that we've gotten that has like hints of a real severe character flaws. Like she has severe PTSD, and like it's kind of skirted around and it is is what it is. But like there's honestly like most of them are just have surface level flaws, and don't they're not they're not getting scraped, but they're not really messing anything up too bad. Like maybe they're too curious, maybe they're too strong willed. Those are not bad things. Like I I would really like to see someone who really makes a mess of things. Like I like I I thought they were getting there with Vanellope and um, Wreck It Ralph too. Yeah, they, they were starting to get there because her friendship with Ralph is is uh, a difficult. Uh, and I, I, at times she's not a, a great friend, and neither is he. Uh, That's true with everyone. It's it's true with everyone, and but like the fact that we can sh- like that that was getting towards a, a a less idyllic, less Disney type of uh, representation of relationships, I think is good. And I think that's a lot of what Disney's missing, and to the extent that it's it's a commercial sport, it's just showing the good side of things. And the fact that it, you don't you're not able to have a conversation about it, you're not able to show anything of that past happily ever after. Like, you don't show the day-to-day intense conflict. I think that's the most issue, because when you see that and that's your ideal for how life should be, and that can never measure up to that, you don't have the tools for a negotiating conflict and and for a lot of the stuff that you need to deal with. And I agree that Ralph is always a little bit complicated, and Mm. she's She's real good with it, and I actually would go with that. And you know, the things that like most of the people are saying, she's I have zero issues with most of it. I that's good. Yeah, I there's a couple district attorneys in this area that I like. (laughs) No, for real, I was a child, and I would I would come with my father. Five year old, like I want to be a DA. Yes, that was it. I used to write contracts for my parents. That's hysterical. And I would go with my dad. She just got that man for three years, and I'd be like, "Wow!" You go. And I'm like, "Woo!" And that was my favorite thing. That's. Great. And I'm wondering, did you have any strong women like that in your oh, life? Oh yeah, my mom. Your mom. My mom. So I have seven brothers, mostly. Oh my god. Yeah, my mom. My mom was a saint. My mom was a oh, saint. Oh, that explains it to me. Jeez, man. Uh, yeah, I mom. So this is a story that I've told a couple times. I'm gonna see if I can get through it without crying. Um, my mom grew up in Kentucky in the 40s, which uh, is not, 40s and 50s, is not the best time and place to grow up if you're in the country growing up and dealing with that. And my mom was. And my mom was smarter than me. I'll ever be. Uh, my mom, to give you a sense of who my mom is now, uh, the first couple uh, anniversaries she had with my stepdad, she got a flamethrower, a chainsaw, and a power saw. My kind of lady. She's pretty rad. Uh, but I that, guess that's you one day. <laughs> that wasn't who she was growing up because she uh, she felt like something was wrong with her. Like they like uh, she was told repeatedly that uh, boys don't want girls who are smart, so just Boys. stop and be yeah. be pretty. So like she was a cheerleader. She married the captain of the football team. It was uh, it was an unrecognizable version of of my mom. And after things went 
terrible with her personality. She basically, in her early 30s, like, late 20s, early 30s, just decided to turn her back on, on everything that she'd known growing up. Her family that not supported her, like, uh, all, all of this, this society that had no place for her, she was like, I will just tell the court she needs love. And she went out and joined this militant protester within her dad. And um, she just started rocking. She got a new job. She made more money. She became a published author. Art was taking off. Like, all doors were opening for her because my mom was incredible. And it's like you were raised. Right? Uh, well, exactly. thank you. Thank Seems you. to be, like, pretty <laughs> similar. Like I, well, so it's at this point that all doors are opening to her that um, she got pregnant. And it, I know this wasn't planned because she didn't think she could get pregnant. I was a minor, I was doctor, uh, she wasn't a doctor, so she was first out trying to get a doctor's surgery on her. Me and my dad got pregnant, and my, my uh, family was actually hugely distasteful, <laughs> which I think is funny. That's cute. Um, but I know that it was, like, neither of them were planning on having twins. And my dad very specifically was like, I don't know if I can do this just yet. Uh, and I could have been worse. You're functioning. Uh, yeah, like I haven't fallen apart yet. Uh, <laughs> but my mom, I know my mom is a planner. I know my mom, um, my mom put thought into this. I know that this was a decision she made. Um, and it's one that she never looked back on, but I did all the time. Um, because I'll never be as smart or as cool as my mom. Um, and the fact that she sort of cut off a lot, cut short a lot of the stuff that she had really wanted to do to, like, at the point where she could have done anything to pursue my mom, um, I don't take that lightly. Um, and, like, I can't go back in time and, um, make my mom's life better. I can't say that she was not doing what she knew she could or that that was anything but fair. I can't, I can't say that, like, she had this dream of this, like, awesome Oh yeah, she has never trusted me. She has me. never, like normally, like in her life, she has like her body has been like I don't have kids, thank God. I probably suck at monkey off by now, but I'd be like this. Um, but but then they'd survive. And they'd see, be like, I'd be like, oh, I'd be like, oh, they're all Targaryens. Like, um, but <laughs> like, isn't all moms have like a very bad thing like in their lives? Like my mom was going through like. Like making jewelry too. So yeah, but like, I mean, close thing, thing, close thing. like raising a kid that has like your skin genetics is pretty cool. Yeah. Like being like, oh, that's my thing that I made. Like, yeah. that's really Look cool. At that. But that goes into like the similarity between like that with art and other forms of like creation. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. I just, 
and then you can have the beast. I think you what are you saying about yourself? I'm batshit nuts. I'm so <laughs> funny. I'm like, I always say that my household is like crackheads on ice because it's just so funny and everything's happening at once and it's just hysterical. Like, and I absolutely adore my family for what they created me to be a horrible little baby liberal thing who just <laughs> loves like feminism and even though I myself am just a little lady alone in my Republican household mm-hmm. it's just really funny to me and I enjoy hearing about your mom because it's something I think all most people can like sort of relate to that mm-hmm. like a lot of it's just such a thing where like society and like women giving up women giving up get another thing and modern women don't have rights you can be an engineer and have five kids and have it all you like there's so many people in the school that I see like my chem teacher is a chemistry teacher with a math minor she has two kids her husband's an engineer she's the coolest lady and Mrs. Johnson has two kids and they're beautiful little cuties Mm -hmm. she's Mm -hmm. fucking babysitting and she's a librarian who does everything she's like doing tech stuff she's This podcast brought to you by by Super Central School. (laughs) Hi, guys. (laughs) Shout out to Mr. McArdle. Um, But, like, it's just nice to be able to, like, relate and have all of us in the same space Mm. that we have an elitist thing. We read it for a really long time because we. It's a long book. I didn't get to read it in our class because we um, were the AP class and we didn't have enough time to switch it over. Right. So the Regents passed it and then they were like, That's funny. What the hell is wrong with you? She doesn't deserve to be in the third bracket. And he and I was like, this is so hysterical. I have no clue what you're talking about. Oh my god, I wish I'd been a fly on the wall for that. That would have I would have died. I don't know what how old you know, Christian, which guy which guy do you think you made a cutie and you all seem mad at each other? Should try and take on. It sounds like it was very successful. Okay, and I have one question for you. Sure. You said earlier you live in Japan. That's true. Oh, the lights turned off. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) What Japanese woman would you want an anime about? Wouldn't that be so cool? Uh, A number of them have actually gotten various anime made. Like uh, there was a woman named Mochiko Tsuchiyome uh, who uh, ran a ninja academy. Um, She's shown up in a couple things, not necessarily stuff about her. I think one that has never really Well, I'll give you two. Uh, one would be very short. It's a woman named Hiseko Nakano, who is uh, one of the last uh, like samurai who becomes a samurai. Um, Asian lady samurai. Uh, yeah, the the daughter of uh, Aizu Watanabe. 
Um, yeah, the early 1800s. Um, yeah, she she died uh, in a a charge that kept on several people of a uh, physical assault there that led to lead. A, a, a squadron of explosive AB guns and the last battle that led to the Western American forces versus the British and French allied forces in the 1800s. So um, she's she's got a death penalty for it. Uh, at that battle, there was another woman uh, who lost her sister, got shrapnel uh, embedded in her neck, um, who ended up, because she was on the losing side, uh, her, her uh, brother, who basically had to take over the family after her dad died, uh, like his in-laws screwed up relatives had left the community there I'm going to send you to the United States and she's the first uh, Japanese woman to get a bachelor's degree and uh, Sonoko Kuroyama um, that was not her first name her, her first name was Sakura Yamakawa um, she got her name changed for a, a variety of reasons but um, Sonoko is a really weird Japanese name that doesn't seem to go over anywhere else it um, combines the characters for different then came back and basically revolutionized Japanese uh, education and gave that perspective to native Japanese. So the other name change she had was from Yamakawa to Sonoko Kuroyama, because she realized that she had all this stuff that she wanted to do, but she had no political power by the time she got back to the States. Uh, when she got back to, back to Japan, so she married a guy <laughs> uh, who think it was. Really Just having lived in <laughs> having lived in Japan, I, I, I can't really yeah. see that happening. I thought it was really um, but she Sonoku ha, doesn't get the credit for any of this. She died in a, a Spanish flu outbreak in nineteen nineteen um, because she refused to leave the countryside and instead decided to stay and, and keep the village school open. doesn't, instead it's another one, there, there's three girls who went over uh, to, to get, uh, to get fibers and they, they went uh, just for better money and they screwed up. Um, they had all their school going down for her, but immediately when her family started getting the complaints that hadn't been police reports all through the morning, never, never really became a teacher herself who uh, just did a lot of stuff to degree that was debasing herself uh, at It's gotten better, but no, it's it's absolutely true.
with the Mexican flag? There, there is a, a cast of Japanese literature uh, about a convict stepmom who um, lets uh, her, her stepkid die of a, of a scourge uh, under the Mexican flag. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's heartbreaking. And I've, like, I've read that book and I've read the other books and it's specifically just weaponized against me. Miss Bradley again. For those who are curious, Boudica was the winner of our March Madness style bracket on rejected princesses. Hope you enjoyed.